Welcome to Everything 3P. This is Episode 6. And today we're going to discuss the different types of documents that you might be receiving. We've talked about cease and desist in prior programs, but in this one there are other types of uh, documents that you might be receiving uh, from a manufacturer's hired hand, if you will. Uh, Dave, take it away. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a good topic. I know you and I were talking about a few things, and the engagement we've had with some of our, our third-party sellers that we've been working with, um, they've, been, they've been asking us a lot of questions around this. And one of the things that happens is when you're a third-party seller, you're, one, you're in two categories. Yep. You're an authorized third-party seller, yep. or you're an unauthorized third-party seller. And a lot of times, um, this is one of the very first things we do when we engage with a manufacturer or a brand is we have to do an audit because a lot of times they're using, you know, there's a lot of software out there, right? There's the map traps, price spiders, track streets, yes. you know, all these different ones that are out there. And, and a lot of these salespeople that are selling for technology are selling automated enforcements, right? Sure. We're a map monitoring company and we're going to send out automated enforcements. Yes. Well, if you're an unauthorized third-party seller, Okay. and you receive a map violation notice, uh, what do you do with that, right? Um, exactly. <laughs> it, you know, I think reason you and I want to talk about this, because if they did receive a, an automated map violation notice, if the, they're not obligated to do anything at that point because they're yep. unauthorized. They're not yep. part of any policy or any reseller agreement. But one of the reasons I want to talk about this today is... Please be aware that if you receive that notice, very mm -hmm. shortly after that, you're going to receive a demand letter or a cease and desist letter because yeah. those technologies that are automatically sending a map violation notice are also pulling in an authorized report too because the, sure. the price point is the trigger. Okay? Right. The trigger. Now, those automated services, that trigger is going to trigger a map violation. Well, it's selling yeah. below our minimum advertised price or, or uh, you know, um, or MSRP, whatever that may be. Right. Then all of a sudden, that that whether they adjust the price or not, I'll tell them right now. If you adjust your price up, you probably won't get the other letter. Yes. Much no. Later. Absolutely right. <laughs> you know, yeah. So that's a trigger. That's you're going to get another letter later. Yes. But if you wanted to delay that letter a couple <laughs> weeks, move your map price up. Right now. Now I'm not telling you to work within the system. I'm not telling you to manipulate the system or go in the gray area. But you're unauthorized. Eventually, if if technology companies have been employed by these manufacturers. We've been in, in, engaged by these manufacturers. Unauthorized sellers will not go unnoticed for too long. Um, but the first trigger is that that violation of, yeah. of, of price. Right. So that's a lot of times they get that. So just be aware that you're probably going to get a follow-up later. Sure thing. And it, it is interesting because there have been maps, map violations sent out to unauthorized sellers, uh, even by, by our agency, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because they go, oh, that's all I have to do is to raise the, raise the map price. Yeah, I'm all good with that. But uh, it's not always the case in, in your point. Now, I'm just wondering, too, because there's been a few questions that they go, hey, you know, last time I got a map policy and now I'm getting a UMAP policy. What's the difference? Well, that's a good one. Uh, a lot of times there's different types. Back in the day, we had uh, just your map policy, right. minimum advertised price. Then they were like, well, we're going to have an IMAP. Yeah. Internet map policy, <laughs> and I always laugh at those, right? And I, you know, and I, I've got very good people I, I, I work with, and I, I, I think highly of like Gene Zelnick, right? Who is yeah. like the map guru, right? When you're talking about putting sure. these policies in place, but when, when you hear those, like, do I should I have a map policy? Right. Should I have an IMAP policy? Should I have a UMAP, unilateral map policy? Well, I'm always going to say 
you, you, there, there's there's always two sides of it. Well, I'm just going to have a map policy, and that's going to capture everything. Right. Well, that's great. I always like to say, let's have a UMAP policy. Let's have a unilateral. Because if you're truly going to make it for everybody, right. which, let's be honest, if any of my manufacturers listen here, they know that I'm very adamant about unilateral. You hold one person accountable. You're holding everybody accountable. You treat everybody equally and everybody fair. Right. Because if you don't, you're opening yourself up for liability. So... Why not call it a unilateral? It's unilaterally sure. applicable to everybody in our online sales channel. Right. Because that's really what it is. MAP is only really for online. doesn't Got mean it. you can't have your MSRP, what your suggested rail price, but manufacturers can dictate in-store pricing, in-store advertisement, you know, what happens when, they, you know, when you go into a brick and mortar. But online they can. And why? Because of the right. unfair competition or price sure. fixing or manipulation or a race to the bottom, all these things we talk about. Yep. And, you know, you bring up something else, too, is you're talking about map, and if I'm authorized seller, well, you know, I, I just got ding. Uh, I, now I'm a, what if I'm an unauthorized seller? And I, I know you said that they'll track it down eventually that will get uh, possibly a cease and desist. But if I, if I, as soon as I get a map, what, sh what should I do as a third-party seller? It's not really asking me to do anything except raise up to map. So well, do that. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Do that. Like, <laughs> all, all right. joking aside, yeah. if you get a notice, and, and let's say you wouldn't be selling that product right. unless you thought you could make money on it, or you can at least stand behind the product. I would sure. assume you know, people want to find you know, a, a New Balance shoe or Nike shoe or an Adidas shoe, and they want to sell these things because there's profit in it. People are looking to buy it. Right. Well, if that's the case, wouldn't you rather be on their good side or their bad side? Okay. Good point. So if you receive a, a, a map violation, and, and you, you, you know, a lot of sellers look at this and go, I'm not going to adhere to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, sure. I'm not even, I don't, what do I care, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I understand that because one, you probably haven't seen the map policy. Right. One, you probably don't know their, their SKUs or their ASINs and what the price points are. But if you do that, ah. what do you do? To your question, ask. Yeah. Raise yeah. it up to them to what the other sellers are doing. Get it up there. So then I understand now you got this competition for a buy box. Right. But now you're not going to raise those red flags because sure. a, a, eventually the manufacturer is going to reach out to you some some form. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know it's cease and desist. We say that a lot. It's such a an, 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 it's an aggressive term. Sure. It, it, yeah. Demand. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. um, it's a demand letter. <laughs> right. I'm putting you on notice. I like to say that I'm opening up a dialogue of communication to right. find your intentions on what you're going to do past this point. And that's th the way I like to You know it. what? And that's the other thing, though, too. It's about that dialogue. When anyone, me included, if I see demand and cease to desist, it's more like, Ah, whatever, fists up, man. Right? Hey, fists fists up. <laughs> and and so it's it's amazing. Even even on map violations, when I when I speak with uh, with sellers, their their fists are still up. And the dialogue reveals a lot of good information that is beneficial for both sides. Now, yeah. if I, well, really quick, let yeah, me talk about yeah. that because you bring up a good point. Sure. I want third party sellers to know if you're unauthorized and you receive a map notice, I want you to know that the authorized sellers are actually held to a higher standard than you are in that mm. first beginning because most map policies have a three strike. Mm -hmm. Those three strikes, and we talk about unilateral. If I'm authorized seller and I'm right. allowed to sell on a marketplace, on Amazon, Google Shopping, wherever that might be spread out, right. if I receive my first notice, i got 24 hours to cure. If I don't cure that in 24 hours to bring it back up to map, they'll suspend me for up to 30 days to 60 days to sell. If I don't cure it in that yeah. time period... They'll cut me off either indefinitely or for 12 months. That's as an authorized seller. So we, as an authorized seller, if I was an authorized seller, 
we have to adhere to those guidelines very strict right. or we're cut off through distribution. Right. Understand that. Uh, I, that's why I want third-party sellers to understand why it's important. If I'm authorized, I went through all the vetting. Yep. I went through all the credit checks, all the agreements. I went through all the map policies and adherence. I got authorized distribution, built my credit with the distributor to get this product, and now I'm held to that high standard. Right. And they'll cut me off like that. Exactly. Yep, yep. Well, you know, bringing that up too is sometimes the the folks that are receiving the maps don't realize they're unauthorized as well. That's right. Now, if they do, and they've asked the question over and over again, if they do adhere to map, in the meantime, would that be something that might... Uh, be a, a goody point in the event that I want to become an author. Absolutely. Author. I think, yeah. uh, again, I'll, I'll say this in every one of these podcasts, good faith yeah. versus bad faith. Yeah. Your very first good faith effort is, oh my gosh, let me get this right back up to map. If yes. I don't know what the map is, match everybody else on, on that platform. Whatever, whatever that is. Don't be the lowest price. You're don't, right. don't, don't be that because that's going to be that trigger. It's going to be a red flag. Sure. So what's the first thing you do? Do that and then start that communication. Excellent. You and I, we just so everybody's listening here, um, we deal with thousands of third-party sellers and hundreds of manufacturers. It's 50-50. Yeah. 50 are going to let you become authorized if you do things the right way and you've got that store and that reputation. Sure. The other 50 have just such a very tight and secure channel that they can't allow that. Right. And when I say they can't, it's because they either have an agreement in place somewhere that there's a very restricted channel right. and that there's you know they're only allowing so many sellers on there and they just can't. Right. And and a lot of people, it's hard to believe that, but when you talk with a Fortune 100 or Fortune 500, when they say they can't, they can. It's not the salesperson's person or even the VP of sales. Sure. This stuff has been board level that they've made, they've made the conscious decision to eliminate price erosion, consumer confidence issues, and, and, and um, uh, brand integrity that they right. cannot have hundreds of sellers out there. And, sure. And we're going to be talking about that here in the days to come, why channels have, have these things. Oh. Absolutely. Well, you know what that, I know we talked about uh, delving into all types of different documents, but I think it's, a, it's pretty good to end it right here and, and, and prep for another one so that people are, never, the audience isn't inundated. Very true. And, and, and just so everybody's listening, I mean, this is one of the things that we really like to do. And, and everything 3P that we're building out here, it's definitely an offshoot of, of what I've been doing for 20 years. And we're doing this out of necessity. If you receive, if anybody receives any of these letters, you've got to email us. Yep. Just ask us the question. We want That's this it. open forum conversation. You receive a demand letter, cease and desist, letter from an attorney, a map violation notice. You know, you receive these things, or whether it's an email, a PDF, a handwritten letter, courier pigeon, doesn't matter. <laughs> Reach out to us. We can help you guide you down that path. But understand that we're, we're still always going to be, you know, from the side of, well, let's move to a position to get you compliant yeah. and then get you authorized. Right. Now, what if the manufacturer is never in the cards? Now you know. Don't buy their product again. Move to a different product. And if they're, if as a manufacturer, this is where I'll talk out of both sides of my mouth a little bit. If that manufacturer does not want you to become authorized and their product's that good, go yep. to their competitor. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because their competitor product's probably going to be sold just as good or very close to it. And odds are maybe you can. Maybe they'll let you be authorized because you were selling their product. So go to the competitor. There, it's the manufacturer's loss if you are a good seller. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And again, there's so many uh, incredible third-party sellers. I've spoken with a ton of them. And hence the reason for the podcast. That's right. Anyway, well, thank you for joining us. We look forward to the next one. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.